when one killer recognizes another killer, even if he's like 12 years old, you know his fate is sealed. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode, the penultimate of season one of Ozark. This is episode nine, Coffee Black. I do not drink my coffee black because that's disgusting. But I see some people appreciate that and I have nothing against it. Written by Whit Anderson, directed by Jason Bateman, who plays Marty Bird. I gave this episode another 10 out of 10. I really enjoy the way in which they pace this out, the way in which the birds and the Langmores, their stories were kind of coming to a head. I really like what we have here and I cannot wait for the finale. And it's not so action driven. It very much is the thrill of the drama of everything playing out and it needing to play out in a particular way and then how they deal with the unexpected, you know, hiccups in their plan. And while I am going to break it up between the birds and then kind of the FBI Roy Langmore drama, I will say the beginning of the episode is definitely a case for gun control as we see how easy it is for Tuck to walk into, what is this, like a Walmart? (laughs) That town's equivalent of a Walmart. All it takes is an ID and one form to get yourself a type of weapon that anyone would not need unless they're going to war or making up for an inferiority complex the way in which some people buy pickup trucks it's ridiculous and we can see why biden may have come out with you know maybe people shouldn't just have ak-47s to walk around their lawn with and point at their wives because that's really how you should be handling that weapon just take it out of the case because it looks big and bad we see that he has bought it for another child and they both riding off on bikes. What the hell is the world coming to? So let's start with the birds. After their fight, it's an awkward morning, but Wendy offers the olive branch first, being considerate wife of helping him get the kids together, pouring his coffee, black. Buddy, after martin leaves because after they've said what they gotta say there's kind of just okay where do we go from now and they have to really decide that because they are as they do bring up stuck buddy who heard the whole thing with popcorn last night tells her despite the distance it's good that they had it out as wendy slept on the couch and he says if i had talked to my wife if we had had it out like that maybe we would still be together So he's trying to give her a little bit of hope. It's the last day of the deadline for the 8 million they still need to launder. And a hitman is sitting out uh, in front of the house, ready to kill the family if it isn't met. Under pressure. Under pressure. Agent Evans approaches Wendy to take a deal, but she plays dumb until he threatens to go to the guy the hitman standing or sitting outside of her house and she calls his bluff saying yeah if you did that that would just get us killed and that's kind of not what you want so why don't you just drive off but hurt 
she then learns that sam's mom has died from being hit by a <laughs> dumpster truck he says i'll never take out trash without thinking about her because she was trash and that he needs the money from the trust for a very elaborate funeral since she had certain requests that were ridiculous in my opinion she wanted to be uh mixed down in ashes to be a diamond to be worn in in case he decides to marry a woman what the hell ain't nobody got time for that she took the mama's boy all the way to the oedipus complex and he's still now gonna be so guilty after her death because as he told her like i was rubbing it in her face i picked a fight and then i fired her on top of it and then these are the last things i said to her before she died (laughs) meanwhile marty goes to the burnt church that is now a crime scene due to sheriff nix who is clearly in the snail's pocket he approaches jacob and darlene at kind of a fair to tell them that was you know not cool but they say that it was mason who burned down the church because they um didn't like he outed their anonymity is that the word anonymity yeah i don't i I can't say that word (laughs) darlene said you better be glad that we didn't burn down your damn house too like that's the only thing that got burnt down for your little slip up which it was petty of marty to do so i'm kind of in the snails camp with this one while the show definitely wants us to be more on the side of the birds i told you already i'm rooting for absolutely no one so all love is fair in crime and debauchery so hey you you in this life it's all about who does it better to me <laughs> not rooting for anyone but i will say it's their territory first you came stomping on their grounds and thus i feel as if them defending their turf is rather you know they made something out of nothing whereas you come from the richest part of the country and because you gotten some shit now you're forced into this situation i don't know i feel as if jacob and darlene kind of had the upper hand in being pissed off about the situation and i will say i'm not sure if it's just me reading into it but i feel as if they're paralleling the because the married couple the birds and i'm wondering if jacob is more like marty and darlene is more like wendy i don't know i could probably just be seeing more lines that aren't there but it's just something i picked up on so we'll see if that's gonna continue to be the case sam drops by the blue cat after marty convinces rachel to give him a week even going so far as to give her an out saying that he'll kill her if he if she didn't let him back into the blue cat so if he gets busted she has pretty much a cushion to fall on but that's only with the police (laughs) that's not for the mexican cartel that'll just shoot you as she found out at the end of this episode so he's still over there lying and using people and proving that he's still a piece of shit he wants his money so the birds offer to pay for the funeral with wendy going for billing purposes she's like we can't afford this he's like we'll just advance credit for ten thousand. that shouldn't be too much and they all put it on the fact that he'll get penalties if he withdraws it sam just wants the funeral paid for and done right the way his mama wanted it so that appeases him 
Sensing that the funeral owner is corrupt and hemorrhaging money, she then buys said funeral home. And I approved of Wendy making these boss moves. Sometimes she just, you know, make executive decisions that are dumb, but I think she's starting to understand she's got to carry her weight in this situation. She is now the Bruce of it all. And they were partners before and they probably shared a lot, but she probably never had to handle this aspect of it thus she got to play the the role of stay-at-home mom and raise the children and go to the spa clubs and i feel the disconnect for her husband that may have been real and probably still is i mean she's clearly wanting her spot back as his beloved his number one and they had a really good relationship i think that flashback did wonders for really cementing where they came from and having you appreciate more where they are however i i will never not forget the way in which the character was introduced and i think that's intentful because all they're doing is getting very deeper and deeper in this world and now it's not so much as this luxury that they were taking advantage of it's become something they have really no choice in the matter of continuing on in their life versus they will be murdered so i think the reality them washing over that part that marty saw at the beginning now that she's aware of it that that really cements who they're gonna have to become and i worry with wendy because i think she likes the power of it all she likes her agency but i don't know if she wants marty to be that partner through the end of it or if they're meant to be partners through the end of it i'm not i can't i don't know there's just something incredibly selfish about her intentions knowing he would be killed that to me doesn't read as accurate with you know you just start stop showing that affection for me maybe you started getting over now that you got what you wanted over your need for him and now you need him so you're back wanting that spot again where it's a a codependency and he doesn't have that upper hand in the relationship it's very political is what i'm saying and i don't forget that despite the the relationship and the intimacy and i think that's what makes it compelling to watch it's also why i love great characters because nobody is really a hundred percent good a hundred percent bad they may make a terrible horrible selfish choice here and do something incredibly wonderful over there that's who us humans are as people we make mistakes sometimes we learn from them sometimes we don't and more characters in television should be these great characters and not someone where you're like um i should root for him i mean i even hear that complaint in television shows i don't know who to root for who's to say you have to find a hero or a villain that's just something you've been trademarked to enjoy entertainment as but i think as we are growing more smarter as a a race of human beings as a species that we need to start telling more honest tales about exactly how problematic we are and it's not so uh straight a line it could be often very jagged 
and sometimes they go to this direction where i'm just looking at them like y'all all gonna get what y'all want or get what you deserve in the end and i'm gonna watch it unfold and see exactly how i relate and unrelate to that it's just a matter of how it plays to your own thinking about if you were in this situation you as your person how would you react how would you not react how would you some of us not even be in the situation in the beginning with <laughs> i would say i appreciated that the kids were not annoying this episode that is definitely a break because i was getting real done with charlotte so they attain another business that they i'm sure can launder money through and it needs a whole bunch of repairs so i will say i think she came in with i bought a funeral and expected that to be a trump card to play but then you have marty who's still in control saying you know i got everything done and he's the one offering the olive branch to her this time giving her some uh liquor to celebrate that but i I still saw that flicker of she really wanted to have that agency and he once again swooped in and, and took it from her in a way without really trying but she really wanted to to prove herself in that moment i felt this definitely signifies a turn to the next jump start in their marriage the next day the cartel has brought 50 million in cash which must be packed since apparently animals can uh chew through them wendy's naive ass how did it get here so quickly <laughs> his response cracked me up i don't know what his name is but he was <laughs> like the magic school bus bitch no i drove in here from chicago like we are ready and waiting we know exactly what we're doing they didn't expect it to happen this soon but they should have (laughs) they really should have every time that they're surprised i feel like they ain't doing they due diligence like y'all are the money launderers for the cartel you've made an asinine promise after pulling off an asinine uh promise so you know that i'm sure dell is selling you up to his bosses like look how i turned this situation around because i'm sure dell probably got some heat himself for being scammed and for so long and for so much money this is where we had jonah ask tuck to go to the store and get him a sniper rifle and then buddy is the only person that keeps an eye on this kid sees him bury said rifle after shooting it off just a few times and he disarms the weapon (laughs) jonah is ready to kill and buddy's like no you ain't ready yet let me try to keep that from you as long as i possibly can even though he taught him how to shoot I i just appreciate that he actually cares because ain't nobody else do parents is trash in this situation (laughs) they may love their children but they sure as shit never keep an eye on him i will say that um wendy being all like oh the kids shouldn't help pack the money you're the one that told them so you do not get any you cannot act as if you don't want them to be involved 
when they're involved you we it's too late now you should have thought about that before you said yes to the whole scheme and proposition you put their lives on the line from the minute y'all walked into this so to try to keep them in the dark after you went through such uh, a bitch ass way of telling them you know every time she does things like that i want to slap her they then pack it and hide it in a room in the blue cat behind some wall paneling while the guy who is uh, from the cartel watches on very much amused like y'all is kind of badass with this the power suddenly goes out and that's when they discover the bodies of boyd and russ the hitman immediately is like um why are the people here with a duffel bag and guns uh asking marty it was rachel who discovered that it was actual sabotage she said she gonna call the police and cartel dude took out his gun real quick like is this a problem marty is we about to have a problem marty's like no she should call the police (laughs) she's fine she's not a problem and this is the part where i'm like yeah marty you trash i get get what you're saying you're doing what you need to keep your family safe but everyone you're cancer to just about everyone you come into contact with because you make them an accessory even trying to not make them accessory it doesn't matter about the police when a bullet can take you out and um yeah he tells her i'm gonna stick with you So when you go to the police station, I'm going to be your very suspicious ass witness to make sure you're going to tell them everything they need to know and don't need to know. Marty is sent home with his family. He immediately figures out it was Ruth who uh, saved his life that day. And I'm not sure if he told Wendy, but I'm pretty sure he did. He goes to the club. She's there drinking. She had thought it out. That was the, the whole thing behind his questions. Like what if my daughter had been harmed it's too cold to swim what if it had been rachel like she made it he was making it clear that she didn't have any other alternatives and that she really put some thought behind what she was doing and it was to protect him because she meant what she said earlier he's a good man at least to her because he doesn't treat her like shit he doesn't smack her he he rewards her hard work if she puts in the work for it it's more like we're all crooked but it's how you treat (laughs) your crooked um associates and so she didn't want her uncles to kill him and so she used the exact same plan that she was going to kill marty with which when is he gonna put that together and uh allows herself to be enveloped in his arms while she cries because he is sad by the fact that those were your uncles like clearly you love them i'm not going to pretend as if that was something easy for you to do and that is how we transition over to the langmore story russ wakes up to um roy giving him a wake-up call when roy tells him look i got you for conspiracy to commit murder you're gonna serve 15 years unless you get roof to flip on marty bird because i'm an fbi agent after a brief tussle russ accepts his reality i tried to actually blame him for turning him out as homosexual but he's like no i knew that you picked up a dude um in another city you were arrested for a male prostitute so i'm gonna out your secret as well as you getting 15 years in prison 
and that does not um you know i really felt bad for him in that that moment <laughs> russ not only wanted a legitimate relationship with another man he also wanted a legitimate life doing something that he loved and he thought this man was offering him both opportunities and acceptance of himself and a, and a way to provide for himself and then his whole entire world was just crashed down and he really was hurt a lot then he makes a very poor informant after he signs a lot of paperwork just to bug his apartment <laughs> i'm sure a lot more words were in there pushing too hard the first time with ruth and pretty much outing himself the second time with both evans and petty realizing it but he asks for another shot which petty agrees to even though he gets evans to say the exact words in the first meeting of the trio evans petty and russ he is told russ that evans is his handler he's like why do i have another handler evans immediately susses out petty fuck russ calling him a fucking animal he said i got things done but they were not looking at each other evans was real hurt because he clearly still ain't over his ex this drama that would usually play out with heterosexual characters is even more uh interesting to me because it's not heterosexual characters and i'm here for it russ finally breaks everything down to boyd with his new plan to kill marty take the money and go to canada with his boys he's already on the hook for the murder and he knows he can't turn ruth so he's gonna just bounce and i will say i don't blame him for doing this it's a logical step because both men i mean stealing from a drug dealer is not like oh the um what's the word i want to say use like if you are on the right side of the on the law everything's unlawful so this turn of events i think is logical and even his line of thought was because boy was like do we really need to kill him because they're not killers and i i appreciate that that's why they kept saying ruth is the one that was going to take care of it because she knew that her despite how much they do terrible things that there are lines that people will and won't cross in this case russ is pushed up against the wall and in a chokehold thus he's going to make a decision but his thought process is it's mercy to murder him he's going to be killed anyway when the money's gone the mexican cartel is going to kill him so at least we taking him out and his whole entire family might not suffer of course they didn't know the whole family was going to be at the blue cat so that made it like oh they needed to be saved but at the same time this this wasn't a bad plan and boy being like you're my brother i'm not gonna abandon you because he tried to keep him out of it he's like i'm gonna go with you i ain't got shit here he even tried to go with him before and he was gonna leave his brother behind and the fact that his brother still chooses to go with him it's just all about family and i feel that that is something that is rather well paralloid between the langmores and the birds what you're willing to do for family why it is told why it in three is told by their father that he's got a business opportunity to go in there turn on a dvd turn it up as loud as you can and quietly pack only the essentials because we're leaving 
and uh, we're gonna get this opportunity that's gonna set them up for life it's gonna involve guns <laughs> why it is not stupid even though dad said don't tell Ruth and the first thing he did was tell Ruth which tips her off to the whole entire thing and that they're leaving tonight um him saying i'm your father you're gonna do what i fucking say and then adding please i laughed so loud i don't even know why ruth did ask if um they were gonna go um wyatt and three because Wyatt can go off to college but wyatt was gonna choose his dad and she was gonna be left all alone and i wonder if that had anything to do like she had to choose a family the one in which that we're gonna abandon her and never treated her right and the one in which accepted her and did treat her right but Wyatt and three are her cousins and they're gonna be exceptionally devastated particularly Wyatt because he seems to be very close to Ruth I don't think she's gonna out it because why would she but at the bar a lot of people are watching a game and they don't like that this dude Petty is talking on his phone at least one person doesn't um he should have listened to the bartender when he clearly made it like don't fuck with this dude evans is telling him that they're rolling in an accident with sheriff Nix. he's like no i know it's that bitch that did it ruth and evans says well you better hope it is an accident otherwise it's your fault for putting him back in her path when you knew his cover was blown all because your dick wanted to save him oh shit and that makes complete sense you know it's hard to use his sexuality against him knowing that you you of that same sexual orientation knows how much of a betrayal that is so he really wanted him to cooperate so that he could reduce the sentence so he could feel less guilty about that petty takes his aggression out on the one guy who just didn't know when to shut the fuck up and he got bottled for it turns his gun on the entire room before shooting the tv and walking out so if he was determined before he sure as shit is gonna be on one now and it to make it worth it he has to get marty and marty and wendy don't know what they have on him but i think that they're gonna find out pretty soon because i think he has lost all chill (laughs) and i feel so bad for him but at the same time i can't help but think this is gonna end terribly for everyone involved so that's all i got this week for the episode if you want to send feedback blackocouch at gmail.com or leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until next time Peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.